warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara Jessica will make you. We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica and as always I'm joined by my favorite ghoul friend, Tara. Hey spooksters. Today we are going to be talking about, well, basically we're doing Icelandic holidays or the Yule Lads, or as I called it, the Icelandic holiday family of horror. (laughs) I love them. (laughs) We're just going to talk about the family. Mm -hmm. Okay. I am obsessed with Iceland and my obsession became from the Yule Lads. Oh, for sure. Because we, I think we did these in like 2019, I want to say. Forever ago. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to revive them because we're running out of like holiday things to do. So, and (laughs) we've done Krampus for so many years. No, yeah, for sure. But it's, it's fun to revisit this because this one has been a hot minute. And I love, love the Yule Lads. Mm -hmm. They're so fun. So in Iceland, Christmas time is truly a family affair, you could say. However, the family that runs the holiday season there is not nice. And you do not want to invite over for Christmas dinner um, or holiday dinner. It is literally a family of chaotic grown children, a mother that no one wants to introduce to their friends, and a lazy ass dad. So maybe some of you can relate to this family. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're going to start off with Mommy Dearest. Her name is Grella, I want to say. She's the only person I didn't write down the pronunciation of her name. Grela. Grela. There we go. There you go. Of the Yule Lads. She is a scary troll mom or an ogress. So those are the two ways she's been described. Not the nicest. No. (laughs) Her story and the Yule Lad story appeared in the 13th century, but it didn't actually get attached to like Christmas time until the 17th century. And she has this like uncanny ability to detect when children have been bad all year. So like we've talked about Krampus or like how St. Nick doesn't really like like go on the naughty list. You don't want to be on her naughty list because during Christmas time, because she's a mountain troll or ogress and she lives in a cave with her husband and her 13 children, all boys. She kind of seems like the Mrs. Weasley of like holiday cryptids, like, but she never got her Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> so during Christmas time, she leaves her home and goes down the mountain and she hunts naughty children. 
She has a giant sack and she collects them and throws them in there. And then she brings them home and makes stew out of them. She's hungry, I guess. Yeah. According to the legend, she has never had a food shortage because there's lots of naughty boys and girls. There is a poem that tells the family story. And apparently she was married three times. And her third husband is the one she had her shitload of kids with because there's 13 of them. Maybe, you know, let's just take a moment and think about like 13 kids. Like maybe that's the reason why she's grumpy. Possibly. Yeah. She's like, all I have are 13 boys that run around and you're going to find out what they do in their shenanigans. It might make you cranky too. She might be fed up. Might have reached her breaking point. Mm -hmm. She's like, I'm going (laughs) to start eating children. Yeah. It is said that she lives in a cave near lava fields. And she, like many women, have a cat who is the Yule cat. And we will talk about later. Mm -hmm. And I had forgotten that Yule cats were black cats. And I looked at Hades (laughs) and I was like, you're the Yule cat in the house. (laughs) And the Yule cat is like a pretty big part of the Icelandic culture now. Oh, yeah. They have a huge statue of it. She has a husband whose name is Lupedia. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on figuring out his name. He's not a good dad. He's not. He's very lazy. He's described as someone who just lays around the house and he has a big nose. This is what we know of this man. It is said that he has never seen hunting or kidnapping the children or like cooking them, but he eats whatever his wife gives him. So, you know, he's a passive participation or participant in the cooking of children. Yes. The Yule cat or the Christmas cat is a vicious black cat who doesn't receive anything new to wear for Christmas and then eats them. (gasps) How fucking sad is that? You're like, oh, I got his toys. Oh, my parents don't like me. (laughs) He basically, this cat lurks through the countries, the snowy countryside. And the threat of being eaten by the Yule cat was used by farmers as an incentive for their workers to finish processing the autumn wool before Christmas. So they were like, Mm. we got to get this done. I love that this is purely about capitalism. (laughs) <laughs> right. They they got together and they went, how can we get people to do the work? I know, superstition. Mm, yes. Because, you know, if they didn't make the bull into clothing, the kids would then be eaten. It'd be all their fault. Could you imagine just be like, the whole town got eaten because <laughs> I didn't finish my work. The guilt. <laughs> so I'm going to read the poem. I'm going to read it in two parts. I read up to like the point where the boys come in and then I'm going to talk about the boys and I'm going to read the rest of them. Okay, so this is the first part of the poem. Let me tell the story of the lads of few charms who once upon a time used to visit our farms. Thirteen altogether, these gents in prime didn't want to irk people all at one time. They came from the mountain, as many of you know, in a long single file to farmsteads below. Creeping up all stealth, they unlock the door, the kitchen and the pantry they come looking for. Grilla, their mother, can give them ogre milk. And their father, Lepidi, I don't know how to say his name, a loathsome ilk. It's like silk, but without the S, ilk. They hide where they could with a cunning look or sneer, ready for their pranks when people aren't near. They are called the Yule Lads at Yule Tide. They are due and always come one by one, never two by two. Even when they were seen, they won't loathe or roam or play their tricks, disturbing the peace of the home. So now I'm going to tell you some facts about them, and then we're going to talk about the 13 Yule Lads. So the Yule Lads arrive over 13 nights. So it begins December 12th Mm -hmm. and goes through the 25th. The last one arrives. So here's the other really fucking annoying thing is, so the first Yule Lad comes, and he doesn't leave 
until December 15th or 25th. Oh, so he's just there for, they're just up your ass the whole time. Yeah. So they just like, they, they may not come two by two, but they stay in droves and then they leave one by one. What they do is if you go to Iceland during this time, you'll see people put shoes in their windows. And it's because if you put a shoe in the, in the window, the Yule lads will give you a gift. If you don't put a shoe in your window, well, I should say, even if you put your shoe in the window and you are a naughty child, you get a potato instead of a gift. And how bad you are depends on whether it's just a regular raw potato or if it's rotten. If I ever have children, we're observing this. And at least one of them is going to get a potato at some point. You were naughty (laughs) yesterday. You get a potato. But this doesn't stop them from playing pranks on you. Our first Yule Lad is Steck Jerk Store. Please don't ask me to repeat these names. I wrote them down phonetically. I'm trying really hard, guys. We all know that Jessica suffers from whatever that thing in her brain is that can't process words. Yes. What does that translate to? It translates to sheep coat clawed. Basically, he harasses sheep by suckling on the female sheep of the ewes. Ew. Yeah. He is said to um, have wooden or stiff peg legs. So if you see him, he's got these weird legs, but he'll be in your sheep barn. You lad number two is Gilgiger, which translates to gully gawk. He hides in gullies, which are a landform created by running water, like mass movement, or commonly a combination of both eroding sharply, like the soil basically goes. So it's like little creek beds, but they're dry, Mm -hmm. I think, like afterwards. So he hides there, and then he sneaks into your cow shed and steals milk. I forgot to mention, the sheep dude, he arrives on December 12th and leaves December 25th. Gotcha. Gillygawk, he comes December 13th and leaves December 26th. Your livestock going to be real grumpy for a bit. Yeah, no kidding. Lad number three is Stuffer, Stuffer, which translates to stubby. <laughs> he's very short, like abnormally so as he's described. And he steals pots and pans and he eats the crust off of them. So like whatever's like been cooking and then like left on. So like if you didn't do your dishes, which I was like, that's not a bad thing. That's kind of helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to still wash the dish, but now you don't have to like chip away at the crusted bits so i like stubby he's helpful for sure for sure he does dishes yeah he arrives december 14th and leaves december 27th thorough slacker which if you look at the word it i was like oh i'm so glad i googled the translation of this or how to pronounce it because i would have been so lost there's umlauts in it his name translates into spoon licker so he will steal and lick your wooden spoons and it is said that he's really thin and like emaciated or malnourished because all he eats is what's on the fucking spoon Mm, poor dude he needs to learn how to eat the crust there's lots of other ones that eat other things so they should help their brother out they're gonna mean so he arrives december 15th and leaves december 28th Potoski fee. He his name translates into pot scraper, and he steals the leftovers from your pot. So he's not as helpful because he just straight up steals fucking food. But also he should share with spoon liquor. Right. He arrives December sixteenth and departs December 29th. Yule lad number six is Oscar Slacker, which translates to bowl liquor. He likes to hide under your bed and he waits for someone to put down an Oscar, which is a certain kind of a bowl that has like a lid on it. So, you know, he's not only is he a bowl licker, he has a very specific bowl he wants to lick. And then he seals it. And so he likes what he likes. Super picky. He comes on December 17th and leaves on December 30th. 
Yulad number seven, which is pronounced Herdeskish. His name translates to door slammer. Rude. Yeah. As you can see, he likes to slam doors, especially at night, mm-hmm. especially when people are sleeping because he likes to wake their asses up. Oh. Slam. Just a douche. Yeah. There's, there's no excuse for him. He just likes to slam doors. He arrives on December 18th and leaves on December 31st. So he leaving in the new year. Gotcha. Good. You'll add number eight. His name is Skyscrimmer. I said that so wrong. I am so sorry. Which translates to Skyrgobbler, which basically is a yogurt. He loves yogurt. Good for him. If you watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, he's Terry. He loves yogurt. And he comes on December 19th and leaves January 1st. Yulad number nine is Biunaka Cliff. So the name translates into Sausage Swiper. (laughs) I was researching this like on free time at work and I was laughing really hard because I was like, yeah, Sausage Swiper. And people were like, the fuck? And I'm like, I don't want to talk about that. (laughs) But basically he will hide in your rafters and wait for you to like hang your sausage up to smoke and then he steals it. I'm like, okay, you should wait a little bit, Sausage Swiper, so that you can steal the like already smoked. Like have them get cooked. Yeah. 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 Or maybe he does. Maybe. He takes them off like five minutes before they're supposed to be done. So that way they're good to go. Yeah, they're good to go. I like that. He arrives December 20th and departs January 2nd. You'll add number 10, which is Glockagirir. His name translates to window peeper. Oh, bad, bad. Mm-hmm. He's a peeping Tom. A snoop who looks through windows in search of things to steal. So really, he's um, a cat burglar. He comes on December 21st and leaves January 3rd. So he just comes and steals things for a while. You led number 11, Gothaver. I'm so bad, sorry. Which translates to my favorite, doorway sniffer. He has an abnormally large nose. He has an acute sense of smell and he can use that to locate leaf bread, which is sometimes called snowflake bread. And it is a traditional Icelandic bread that is most often eaten in the Christmas season. It originated in North Ireland and is now eaten throughout the country and consists of round, like very like flaky cake. And it's about six to eight inches. And then people decorate it with like leaf-like geometric shape patterns. Gotcha. And then briefly fried in oil. So I think this is like a puff pastry type situation. I'm down for it. Cool. We'll add it to our list. (laughs) Yes. We're going to have a cookie night because Dolly Parton has a cookie night. Now we're going to have a leaf bread day. I'm down. Bug is going to be so excited. She's like, Aunt Jess is coming and just making all the foods. (laughs) I think this is so funny that the door sniffer just like literally smells doorways to find the leaf bread. Yeah. I'm just looking for bread. Like, see, that's the thing. A lot of these, they're just looking for their favorite snacks and favorite foods. (laughs) Right. I See, I would be like that Icelandic person who's like leaving us like, I'm going to leave a sausage out or I'm going to leave out a leaf bread for door sniffer. Oh my God. This is why I want to go to Iceland so bad. (laughs) They just have the best it's just the best and they have like a whole word i can't i need to learn this word but it's a whole word that means road trip to get ice cream i love that that's just like let's get in the car and go get ice cream across town so door sniffer comes on december 22nd and leaves january 4th number 12 is ket croaker and he is meat hook and he uses hooks to steal meat crafty yeah just Hook it, steal it. Because, like, meat is dense. You need a good, like, you could stab it with a fork, but it might slide off. Mm -hmm. And if you have a hook, you could put more on it so you could take more meat. Mm -hmm. And then the 13th one is the Kita Sneaker, which translates to Candle Stealer or Beggar. 
basically follows children in order to steal their candles, which were usually made of tallow, thus edible. I was also like, could you imagine as a kid, like if you lived in a time where you had to have a candle, you like walked into a different, like the bathroom and you set it down and then like- It's gone. You turn around (laughs) and you're like, where the fuck did my candle go? (laughs) It'd be in a panic. So he comes on December 24th and leaves January 6th. So by math, math, the first one leaves December 25th Mm -hmm. and the last one comes December 24th. Mm-hmm. Which means at one point, they're all in your village. Just one night, but they all in their village on Christmas Eve. Okay, here's the second half of the poem. Do-do-do-do. The second half of the poem starts, The first of them was Sheikot Claude. He came stiff as wood to prey upon the farmer's sheep as far as he could. He wished to suck the ewes, but it was no accident. He could not, he had stiff knees, not too convenient. Can you imagine? So that makes sense. Like he's kind of like army crawling there. <laughs> the second was Gilly Guck, gray his hair and mane. He snuck into the cow barn from his craggy ravine. Hiding in the stalls, he would steal the milk while the milkmaid gave the cow herd a meaningful smile. That's creepy. <laughs> Stubby was the third called, a stunted little man who watched for every chance to whisk off a pan. And screwing away with it, he scrapes off the bits that stuck to the bottom and brims. His favorites. The fourth is spoon liquor. Like a spindle, he was thin. He felt himself in clover when the cook wasn't in. Then stepping up, he grabbed the stirring spoon with glee, holding it with both hands. For it was slippery. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing with your spoon? Why is it so wet? From the spoon liquor. Oh, he's apparently very salivating. He has lots of saliva. Pot scraper, the fifth one, was funny sort of chap. When kids were giving him scrappings, he came to the door and tap. And they would rush to see if there really was a guest. Then he'd hurry to the pot and have a scrapping fest. Bull liquor, the sixth one, was shockingly ill-bred. From underneath the bedsteads, he stuck his ugly head. When the bulls were left to be licked by the dog or cat, he snatched them from himself. He was sure good at that. <laughs> the seventh was Door Slammer, a sorry vulgar chap when people in the twilight would take a little nap. He was happy as a lark with a havoc he would wreak, slamming doors and hearing the hinges on them squeak. Skurgobbler the eighth was an awful, stupid bloke. He lambasted the scod tub until the lid of it broke. Then he stood there gobbling. His greed was well known. Until the last burst, he would bleat and howl and groan. The ninth was Sausage Sniffer, a shifty pilferer. He climbs upon the rafters and raided food from there. Sitting on the crossbeams, in soot and in the smoke, he fed himself on sausage fit for the gentlefolk. The tenth was Window Peeper, a weird little twit, who stepped up to the window and stole a peek through it. And whatever it was inside to which his eyes were drawn, he most likely attempted to take later on. Eleventh was Door Snipper, a daughter slat and gross. Um, he never got cold, yet had a huge sensitive nose. He caught the scent of lace bread while leeches away still and run towards it weightless as the wind over hill and over dale. Meat Hook, the twelfth one, his talent would display a suit as he would arrive on St. Thorlac Day. He snagged himself a morsel of meat of any sort, although his hooks at some times were a tiny bit short. Aww. Good short hooks. Mm-hmm. He like a T-Rex hooks. <laughs> the 13th was the candle beggar. It was cold, I believe, if he's not the last of the lot on Christmas Eve. He trailed after the little ones who, like happy sprites, ran from the farm with their fine tallow lights. On Christmas night itself, a wise man writes, the lads were all restrained. 
and stared at the lights. Then one by one, they trotted off into the frost and snow. On the twelfth night, the last of the lads used to go. Their footprints in the highlands were effaced now for long. The memories have all turned to image and song. So that's the poem, which I love. You lads, they're so cute. And they've been on things like they were on the newer Sabrina. There's an episode where they come and wreak havoc on the Spellman house. I just think that they have, in Iceland, they have much cooler holiday lore. Oh, totally. And Tara and I have decided that for our 20-year friendship anniversary, we're going to Iceland. Yes. It's my dream. (laughs) And then we will figure out what that word means to, like, take the road trip ice cream we'll do that yeah okay so with that we are going to in this episode we hope you enjoyed it and hope that my pronunciations of icelandic names was not terrible for you i know that sometimes it can be i apologize so with that we're gonna go ahead and sign off and we will see you on monday if you're a patron we'll see you soon yeah bye toodles bye